So, what are we doing today? Maybe let's just take a walk and then, you know, discuss our life problems. What do you mean, what are we doing today? We're recording an episode. <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? <laughs> okay, you do, you do. You do you. <laughs> it's just going to be one of those days. It's it? not going to end. It's going to be a giggly episode. But that's better than the way it was starting out earlier. But if I don't giggle, then don't put this as the intro. <laughs> <laughs> were harmed in the making of this podcast. Who are useless anyway? I feel like I run this podcast by myself. Chirag has no interest in this podcast anymore. So if you don't hear from us in 2020, you know where to go. First of all, Heetal has already announced last year that she plans to run the show without me. So I don't know what the, what the point is. I did not announce it. I said, if I have to run the show without you, I will run it. The same way or even better. I just need to find an editor. <laughs> No, remember I told you I'll still edit the show. I I won't pay you. Yeah, that's fine. Done. Welcome to episode 17. We're aging quickly. We're ending our teenage years. Two more years and then shit hits the ceiling. How was your life when you were 20? I was in the States. I was enjoying my life as an editor of a newspaper. Nothing much has changed. Now you just <laughs> no. moved from a newspaper to a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. X amount of years later, which we shall not reveal on the show... Here we are, like life complete full oh, that's circle. That's a lot of math to do. There was no math to do at all. Oh, 15 years later. I didn't say I didn't say X because like <laughs> I was not sure how many years have passed. I said X because I did not want to reveal how many years have passed. Well, you're the editor, so of course I'm going to cut it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we wanna we wanna open the show today by talking about someone whose first name we are not decided on yet. I think it's Bears Morgan. Why Why is it that before we started the show, we didn't actually just listen to one of, one of his interviews announcing himself? I have done it. It's Piers Morgan. I've done it too. It's Piers Morgan. Let's find out now. No. <laughs> you haven't done it, have you? I have. How to pronounce Piers Morgan? YouTube. <laughs> Can we please add this? <laughs> Piers Morgan. No, Piers Morgan. Piers. Look at that. Piers. No, it's Piers Morgan. For someone who claims to have done it, you don't... Cut. Only 258 views. This this should be like <laughs> everywhere. We are currently googling how to pronounce Pierce Morgan's first name. It has resulted in some very fascinating videos. I recommend everybody go and search for this on YouTube. Okay, celebrity names you're probably saying wrong. You know, for someone that claims to have done this, <laughs> you're having a remarkable. I can't remember. <laughs> I think I had a hard time finding it then as well. Dude, we need to get this right. Can you please open some? Um, Interview of his where the person is announcing. I walked up with an AR-15. Literally no one try it took me to find his the way he pronounces his name. This is Piers Morgan live. So, uh, you don't, have you figured out how to pronounce his name now? No, we're not adding this anymore. What? No, we can't because add you it. you lost? Yeah. <laughs> what shit? Do you not know how things work with me? Why, why did we do this whole charade? Like, why are we trying to find out? Because we were talking about him and we needed to pronounce his name right. So, a company called Greg's. Whose sausages I really want to try now. Maybe don't phrase it like that, though. I see what you did there, Greg's. It's a company in the UK that uh, basically announced this brand new, like, vegan sausage roll. And Piers Morgan decided that he was going to take that apart. And so he opened by sharing that piece of news and saying, Nobody was waiting for a vegan bloody sausage, you PC-ravaged clowns. What does PC mean? Uh, politically correct. All right. 
so and this was like his tweet on Jan 2nd right like this is how he opened his year and then later that day by the way he then posted a second one where he's like I just ordered a large sausage roll on room service a meat one like real meat the vegan resistance begins here <laughs> I think that guy stopped growing after the age 10 <laughs> he just stopped so greg's obviously responded this pretty quickly and they were like oh hello peers we've been expecting you <laughs> which is hilarious but actually what i think uh, what made it just super funny is how the other companies started playing on this stuff right so then <laughs> mcdonald's mcdonald's announced a veggie happy meal oh yeah right? oh yeah and so uh, ps morgan in response and i quote oh ffs you know for f's sake it's supposed to be a happy meal <laughs> in caps and so mcdonald's uk was quick to respond to him as well so like our pals at the sausage roll place we've been expecting you uh but i think the best response then came from a company that you know i don't really i'm not a big fan like i don't vouch for that company a lot but i thought this was hilarious because they opened <laughs> this was pizza hut in the uk uh that shared a picture and said hey Here's a picture of our new vegan pizza. Everybody please tag PS Morgan in it and ruin his day. <laughs> I think Pizza Hut did it the best. I I I have to give it to them. And this and they added as well like free, feel free to join in and they tagged Greg's. I mean, I I have to say I mean I'm impressed that you know people are still creative and smart on social media. Yeah, I know, right? Cuz we haven't seen one of these things happen in a while. But everybody kind of jumped on him. I mean, I think for him any publicity is good publicity. But this is so childish. Why would you embarrass yourself like that in public? I think you also like it but he's he's one of those people that just doesn't like when when things when okay so when the things that he doesn't the things that he understands he can be very uh pithy maybe the right word but he can be very succinct and very brutal but when the things he doesn't understand then he's just childish but this is not difficult to understand well <laughs> I mean, we've met enough people people don't want to eat meat get lost there are companies who want to make money out of this and they're doing it or is he just doing this because he knows it's funny i mean if he's doing this because it's funny then he has a very bad sense of humor but if he genuinely behaves like that in real life i mean i don't think he was trying to be funny I think this is what he genuinely thinks. So we've seen this comments come from people so he's and he's making very similar kind of comments. Like what like we talked about the the big the great bish bake off right where it was like uh you know <laughs> don't I'd rather me... make kebabs than a vegan. Yeah, exactly and it's just like what well, do that's nothing to do with anything like <laughs> <laughs> So I think for him as well it's like that it's like oh my god it's supposed to be a happy meal like nobody's happy eating like I'm a chef how dare you ask me to make something I don't know and I don't like. Uh speaking of which by the way like the pizza huts a vegan pizza option that they've done is not just like hey guess what we've got vegan cheese they actually have like a pull jackfruit pizza which they call the pull jackfruit pie i just wanted to <laughs> you wanted to contribute is that yeah. what just happened yeah. okay <laughs> i have so many tabs open i don't know where to go at this point you're just jumping from one topic to the other without giving me a cue that's all the information i had so i thought let me just put whatever information i have on the podcast that's all i speak about pizza hut so anyway <laughs> I told you it would be a giggly episode. <laughs> Thank you for that. You know, it's kind of it's, it's actually kind of a bummer though to be honest like that all of this stuff gets introduced in the UK. That's a good thing, no? The larger markets outside as well like I mean I I understand that these things have there's there's a lot of like logistics around it that I think that, UK and Sweden these are the only two lucky countries that just get it. It's certain parts in northern Europe and then like I mean we say I think uh, initially we did McDonald's doing the McVegan burger I think it was Norway or something. 
or Finland. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, it does seem, but I, I so I don't know what that, what that's about. I'm, I'm assuming also it has to do with them having like large base there, like or logistics local to that area. So then it's like okay, we can start it off here and then spread it far and wide. But it's a bit disappointing because like we, there are huge vegan populations in other parts of the world, and you could do something about it. Well, nobody's coming to UAE anytime soon because no, there even, aren't many vegans. But even India, here. right? Like when McDonald's came to India, they went through so many logistical changes because they introduced menus and items there that they had never introduced anywhere else. And so you would think that then it's like one step away. But India doesn't have a lot of vegans. India has a lot of vegetarians. No, no, I understand. But I'm saying like just that, like logistically, if they were going to introduce extra vegan options in meat-heavy countries where most of their menu is meat and they have like one veggie option, it would make sense that they could go to the country where they have tons of veggie options and introduce vegan alternatives. Yes, but bear in mind, um, it has taken many years for vegetarian ingredients to be cheaper, like dairy, uh, and it will take many years. Of course, it's it's um, it's the egg and the chicken which comes first. If there's more demand, prices will drop. If prices will drop, then people will introduce more of it. So I think I think the the onus lies on people. There's demand for it, so that people companies bring it more. And uh, been to the UK, and I think it's one of the best places to be a vegan. Like London, oh my god. I, I think I can just do a trip to London just to eat their food over there. And um, it's pretty well deserved. Although I don't understand why U.S. isn't getting... Uh, yeah. U.S., Israel, Turkey. I think UAE as well has a good number of vegans now, no? The reason I mentioned us as well is because generally most of the, the larger franchises and the big companies tend to have like their base out of Dubai for the region as well um even though of course the logistics is more complicated than that and i understand that uh so it would be nice if they could use dubai as a starting point and so of course to be fair a lot of companies do but i've noticed that the big ones uh don't but i mean you know i mean we've had pizza express pretty much reintroduce their their worldwide i think one vegan pizza but it's everywhere is it everywhere i don't think it was everywhere i thought it was like dubai was one of the things that came out in the rollout like it was part of the rollout but it wasn't but it's not like uk has it special there's one vegan option and it's everywhere it's a, you know i mean of course in uk there's it's in england it's in scotland it's in dubai there's one one vegan pizza that they've done right and it's everywhere the distinction i was making was just that like here we, we of course we've been very very uh lucky fortunate whatever that we have a lot of places that serve vegans but a lot of places that have taken this on are local brands generally or companies that have i mean restaurants and stuff that are that are based here that have taken that initiative very few chains have introduced them pizza express i think is one of the few exceptions but most of the other chains they don't have um any vegan options actually no no with pizza i'm just glad that they are still they're introducing it I mean, whatever again same thing like we did with mcdonald's or whatever the motivation doesn't matter i'm glad that they didn't just say hey we're introducing vegan cheese they're like oh we're also doing gonna do like a pull jackfruit thing which is nice yeah i'm just hoping that the prices match their regular pizzas though uh, it makes no sense otherwise to introduce uh, vegan options in a fast food joint. But it's interesting, by the way. Um, just on a side note, like um, I've been, I've been noticing here more and more that a lot of the cafes are making the gap between in in terms of pricing. So we've seen, I think, some a couple of the chains they're not charging extra, right anymore. They just it's one price, and then you can ask them for an alternative milk. No big deal. In other places, they've reduced the gap. I mean, previously, what used to be four and five dirhams extra has become two and three. I was talking to a manager at a cafe yesterday. What was it the day before? Whatever, a couple of days ago. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're working on a new menu now. And they have a good vegan coffee range as well. I mean, I mean, 
it's a vegan coffee range. I mean, they they do vegan milks and vegan smoothies and all of that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're just, you know, we're revising the menu and revising some of our prices. And we're like, we're actually in a position now where we can take some of the pricing down. So we're going to bring the pricing down. Um, and then he was like, yeah, and also we're not going to charge extra for vegan milk. Right. So you were saying that um, they wanted to sell a certain amount of the jackfruit pizza. Yeah, so pizza UK, right? So um, they introduced it as a as a temp like a tryout thing, and they said that they. Um, if they could get in the month of January, if they could sell 10,000 units or 10,000 pies, I suppose, uh, then they would bring it and make it a permanent fixture on the menu. And in less than two weeks, they had almost 18,000. So they have now confirmed that it is going to be on the menu starting March. That's quite cool, no? Yeah. Now they should bring it here, but yeah. Meanwhile, McDonald's is launching McFalafel <laughs> in Sweden. That <laughs> Explain this to me, right? So McDonald's already has... Uh, has is piloting a vegan burger, right? They they started looking at a McVegan. So now they are introducing a McFalafel. Yes. But not in the Middle East. Uh, I think that's a good decision, though, because people would have... I, I can only imagine how bad the McFalafel would be. <laughs> okay, I know, I know I have no... Not enough evidence or, you know... I haven't tasted it. I haven't seen it. I don't know what they're using. I don't know who's designing it, who's making it, but... Let's face it, Middle Eastern food outside Middle East is usually not that great. Or at least it's not as on par with what we eat here. Also, mech falafel doesn't excite me at all. We eat falafel sandwiches literally every second day here. Yeah, I know, but I just I, my point is just like if you're going to introduce a falafel, like the right place to introduce it would be here. This is where you get all the ingredients. This is where you get all the supplies. This is where things would be easier. This is where you have acceptance of the falafel. Actually, falafel is something that is widely accepted everywhere. And I think it's a good idea for them to have... Uh, well, they're, I think they're they're launching it in Sweden again. <laughs> I mean, just how, I don't know, Tunisian food or Italian food or French food would gain popularity here because it would be something different. And people want to eat different, right? The whole world is being globalized and people just want to try out new things. Like hummus and falafel has become really popular around the world, like, now there's beetroot hummus and then there's kale hummus and people <laughs> stopped, have yeah. Just stopped. No, I, I, the, and my other thing also is like they now the word hummus is used for anything pureed, which is annoying. And I think falafel can be a very easy patty to veganize. Well, it is it is by default vegan, but it's like the most easiest. It's the easiest thing to just put in a burger. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, of course, we we live in the land of falafel sandwiches, right? And falafel sandwiches traditionally are vegan. <laughs> I feel like a falafel sandwich from Tasty right now. I'm just thinking like fried falafel, tahini, like that's nice. Anyway. With some genuine chickpea hummus on the side. <laughs> the authentic one, the real one. <laughs> the real one. And meanwhile, Starbucks has launched vegan mac and cheese okay. in some parts of UK. Some parts, some parts. This is starting. This is starting to become like, hey, let's do all the all the food launches in the UK and then hope and pray at the end of each one that they show up here. Yeah feel like whatever is launched in the UK comes to the UAE sooner than it goes yeah, anywhere because, else. Because, I mean, in, in most cases, especially with the chains, like, we are generally looked after by that region, yes. which is UK or, or whatever. So so whatever they introduce, that tends to come here quicker than if something gets introduced in the US. We never see it. And a good mac and cheese is something I really crave. You made it too at home, though. Yeah. Once, yeah. It's quite interesting. I made it with ingredients like burritos, carrots, and onions. Yeah. I made cheese out of it. Of course, nutritional yeast helped a lot. But I was shocked because when I was making it, I was like, I don't know how am I going to eat this? You know, this is this looks bad. Um, 
it's pretty simple to make and i boiled one onion one carrot and one potato literally that's what that's what the recipe said just one of each white onion and boiled it and put it in the blender added some water and some lemon juice and nutritional yeast and i poured it on my macaroni and i don't know how to bake or use an oven embarrassingly enough uh nor did i have any vegan cheese to sprinkle so it said to sprinkle some grated vegan cheese and just put it in an oven but i did not so i just poured it it tasted just like mac and cheese and i thought that i've i'm crazy like you know maybe i haven't uh, i have lost all my powers to distinguish between authentic food and vegan food now so i called a friend and asked him to check and he couldn't tell the difference he said yeah well there's minor difference as such but it tasted almost like regular mac and cheese. So we'll add this as well like so uh, at least this one is a more Dubai one but Marks and Spencer in Dubai has launched a whole range of um vegan vegan meals. Um I think it's under the brand name like they're calling it the Plant Kitchen. It was nice actually not just that they were they had vegan options but they had so many different kinds of vegan options. So um what I saw was so they had they had they had some regular meals right like it was a lot of rice and like veggies and that kind of thing but then they also had uh pizzas which was pretty cool so they had uh, two pizza options i think there was a margarita and there was a pulled jackfruit barbecue one um and then and then they also had like vegan coleslaw which i thought was pretty cool for the pizza by the way they were using a cauliflower puree as a uh, for the creaminess did you try it no nope. did you buy it nope so we have a lot of choices for vegan burgers and vegan pizzas around if if, if you guys are still thinking about going vegan 2019 is the year. Yeah, happy veganuary. Papa John's are introducing uh, vegan cheese in all their outlets in the UK nationwide. So, that's another thing. By the way, outside of UK and outside of Sweden, um there is a hotel in um, Turkey which is a 100% vegan hotel and it's in Antalya. The hotel's menu is entirely plant-based and includes Mediterranean-style cuisine like falafel, surprise, homemade burger, surprise. pasta and grain bowls, buffet style breakfast platters, salads, pastries and appetizers are also available. It's called the Vegan Lodge. So in case you guys are planning to go to Turkey, do check them out. I think I will stay here when I'm in Antalya. The company also strives to be environmentally friendly by using solar energy to heat its water supply. So not only are they plant-based, but they are also environment friendly. Hmm. And it forgoes as many plastic products as possible, for instance, by not serving water in single-use plastic bottles. Good to hear. They also grow most of their own produce like olives and pomegranates which are used um in the meals. Yeah, I like I like restaurants that do that. So great news, a lot of corporates, a lot of um people who have been in the business selling their animals are now turning into vegan products. Please do not think that you don't want to support them because they kill animals. If you show them the demand, they will essentially and eventually turn into vegan restaurants for all you know. Always look at the other picture. We've said this many times as well. I do think that it's all about setting up, so setting up the demand. I have a question for you. Considering you're a health-conscious vegan, if McDonald's comes up with a Mac vegan in Dubai, would you go and eat it? I think I would go try it. I doubt I would. I doubt it would become part of my diet in any way. And then Pizza Hut comes, and then you'll go try the vegan pizza as well. At least once you'll give them yeah, your money. Yeah, I would probably, I would probably, like I said, I would probably want to try it out to see how it is. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean the. the But these are generally not companies that I like eat food from. In case you don't find me somewhere, I'm not answering your call. You know where to find me. If in a if food and court, when <laughs> McDonald's launches a McVegan in the UAE.
All right. So, uh, what else? What other news do we have to cover? And there's a major breakthrough in Canada's food guide, the official food guide, Health Canada. It reveals a huge reduction in the recommended intake of dairy products. So, Canada is now encouraging its citizens to eat more plant-based food, more fruits, more vegetables, more grains, legumes, um, and less dairy. And last February, Health Canada proposed adding warning labels to products high in saturated fats, sodium and sugars, which includes dairy products. I think it's a big deal, right? It, it's coming from the government. It's coming from Health Canada, which is their actual, I don't know, like the annual food guide and tells its citizens what exactly they should eat for health reasons. And they are mostly talking about regular intakes of plant-based foods. So vegetables, fruits, whole grains and these plant-based proteins can have a posit- have positive effects on health, is what they say. The dairy industry... <laughs> is not happy about it hear this you you're going to hate it not only will this harm the dairy sector and the hundreds of thousands who depend upon it for their livelihood it also risks harming canadian consumers by creating confusion about the nutritional value of dairy pierre lampron the president of dairy farmers of canada told the publication see i think this is this is interesting because actually this has been going on for a few years this guy now, i i want to make a point but i'll like my point is I know you're going to make a nice sane point and stuff but my point is just going to make fun of him so <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wait <laughs> so this has been something by the way the, the, these official guides and like, this is not just like government guides but even other other studies and uh, we've seen schools do this as well over the last few years where they're all recommending being more careful with meat even if they don't write outright advocate let's say get rid of dairy or whatever they talk about reduction of dairy i mean this red meat white meat debate has been going on for a decade now so all of this stuff has been going on it's just what happens is when these things happen they make the news and then you have all these protests and lobbies and everything else get involved and poof, all of this stuff just gets sidelined and the next year you see the same document get released again and the same recommendations made again and nobody really does anything about it in a strong way and so the problem of course is that you know we have a very very deep-seated industry when you look at the dairy industry the meat industry like these are all multi-billion dollar you know industries with too many people and too many interests and i mean so it's it's very hard to create um real traction when it comes to these things right i mean we uh, and again i can talk about india a lot but like the same thing happens in india right india as a despite the fact that we constantly uh, pass policy around not just animal cruelty but even around um, slaughterhouses and everything else but even the illegal cow uh, cow beef market is is huge in india despite that fact because the industry is just so big and there's just so much money to be made that policy only goes so far the way these people get around is to create the confusion right so that's why if you see the statement he was making where he's like well you know you do this you create confusion people won't understand the nutritional value there's don't stop child trafficking you know the poor guys livelihood depends on yeah, it yeah i, I this is let's sell children that make money they throw five things <laughs> at you in response and then you know knowing that the person who's confused will only only need to agree with one of them and he's confused right so if you throw if you throw jobs if you throw nutrition and if you throw like uh food chain you'll pretty much cover <laughs> every confused person right like <laughs> you'll cover most of the confused people and then that's it and then this debate will go on and on and that's you're, that's good enough you just need to create confusion you don't actually have to change anything because you're already in a dominant position when it comes to the dairy industry no i mean even if even for the next 2 seconds let's just put being vegan aside let's just forget that we are the two vegans and we're running a podcast but no but wait now wait now who am i if you are in, you're just a listener <laughs> no no but like now you're, you're like, just you're I? just a guy who's a good listener we rarely have them so please play your role well tick 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 so let's let's just put veganism aside for a couple of seconds right let's just say that you are a business man who has been running a business for the last i don't know 
five decades, technology has advanced. People have advanced. Consumer intelligence has advanced. The right thing for you to do is advance with them. Instead of complaining about why is nobody buying my floppy disks in 2019? Because now you've moved on to hard drives, you've moved on to cloud system or whatever, right? You can't, you can't be like, oh, my livelihood depends on selling floppy disks. You please be nice and go back to 2000, uh, I don't know what, 1988 and please buy floppy disks from me. So just from a business point of view, this makes no sense. I mean, you can't stop the world from going vegan. So you may as well change your business. Instead. The floppy disk thing, I completely agree with you. Obviously, there's nobody here today that's doing floppy disk. But by the way, when, when, uh, when Apple dropped the floppy drive from their computer and said, you know what, and they only, because there was a time when you had both, right? You had a CD drive and a floppy disk, like we were, when the transition was happening. And then Apple came out with a computer that only had a CD drive. And they, there was so much outrage. Exactly, right? Right. So at some point, you will have someone that needs to make that kind of decision, but you will always have this opposition because everybody that is in that prefers that status quo, right? Let's just say, even if you're a dairy farmer or a dairy producer, add one line of vegan products and see the difference yourself. Do the market study, slowly transition from being a dairy farmer to a plant-based milk farmer, and then make your money is what I'm saying because eventually in the next 10 years, your product demand is going to grow. It's like you're driving on a highway and the only car you're focusing is on the one in front of you. Not on your left, not on your right, not on the car in front of the car that is in front of you. Because you've got to focus everywhere, right? Yes, I am a very responsible lady driver. Don't look at me like that. I wasn't looking at you like that. You started this episode making me believe that this is going to be the episode of giggling. But apparently this is the episode of metaphors. This is the third one you made today. Let's giggle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so there's a company called Just Egg, which is... That we're still struggling to find. Anyway, <laughs> I actually went online and I was like, I'll pay the shipping. I just want to order some Just Egg. I couldn't find it online anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, definitely I'm doing something wrong somewhere because it has to be somewhere online. But I, it's not easily available as much as Follow Your Heart Vegan Eggs are, you know. But I really want to try Just Egg. Just Egg's packaging is so good. I feel like I should just buy it and just make something out of it. Anyway, so they have uh, they've said that they're expecting to hit um, oh they've just actually sorry they've they've hit what they consider the equivalent of 2 million eggs sold since September it's equivalent of 2 million eggs sold since September. Wow, that's like that's 3 months, that's one quarter. Yeah. Well, I th- I think as well um so when you were saying that uh, there it's tough to find I'm I'm guessing their their production scale is not as large as follow your heart probably. Oh, I was wondering if the, w- will we ever find a replacement for boiled eggs or poached eggs? Well, post eggs would be from boiled eggs, you know, like... But, I, I mean, know. I'm guessing, just for context, like, I think you're, you're making this point because most of the egg replacements today are pretty much scrambled. They, they, can, they can serve as equivalent for scrambled stuff or, you know, or in baking and stuff like that, yeah. At the very best, omelettes, yeah. I've, I mean, I've, only, I've, seen it, I've, seen it in, I've seen it as dessert so far, but I haven't seen it as a, like a runny yolk type thing or a boiled egg type thing, yeah. In our last episode, we encouraged people to give us suggestions or ask us any questions. And we already have a question by one of our listeners, Pooja Sakur. So she says, there's a lot of food which is meant to taste like something else as a vegan. For example, vegan cheese tasting like milk cheese or vegan sausages, burgers, mock meat, etc. Her question is, should we be arriving to make vegan food taste like meat? And are we headed to perhaps encouraging more people to turn vegan? But then we end up putting a lot of chemicals and additives in our food to make it taste a certain way. So the first point is, I think it's all about recognizability. For a lot of people, certain foods are irreplaceable to them. 
So meat's obviously a very clear example. We talk about steak, we talk about burgers and stuff, such that when people say, hey, this is a veggie burger, they look at it like it's not enough food or it's not food, right? Because you've taken out the crux of my dish and you've replaced a few veggies in it, right? And even a veggie patty doesn't really count as a burger and that kind of thing. And so I think that the idea of showing vegan food as a good alternative sometimes means we have to recreate something that people do. We had this, if you remember in the episode where we were talking, uh, where we talked about stereotypes and stuff like that, where each um, each person that you know gave us their comment and stuff roughly said the same thing, where I've tried to recreate something that my family has made for years that had some amount of dairy or meat in it and tried to cre- recreate it in a way that tastes close but is vegan. And it's just so that it would have better acceptability because you're like, oh, well, you know, this is a, an occasion during which we always eat tiramisu. Well, then now you can't bring, um, I mean, I'm saying as a, as a family member, you'd be like, well, now you can't bring like this vegan dessert at me. No, you've got to bring me vegan tiramisu. Then it counts as a tradition. So there's, I think there's a lot of passion and sentiment around it, which is why a lot of people are focusing on it because it's an easy sell or an easier sell compared to saying that. But I, I mean, I would point out that actually, you know, vegan food does not taste like meat or what we would call like what should be vegan food when you're talking plant-based diets and stuff. And again, the vegetarian diet is a good place to look where most um, traditional vegetarian dishes, especially Indian cuisine, if you look at it, but even other cuisines, they don't, they're not trying to mock anything. I mean, they're not trying to imitate anything. They're a dish in and of themselves. Uh, it's just that we have too many people that think that that's not food, right? So um, I can be extremely satisfied, you know, with like a, uh, with a nice Indian spread, Right, with no meat in it, and that's how I've lived, like for most of my life, or specifically the last ten years. Um, so, and I've never felt like, oh, I, this doesn't taste like butter chicken, so I'm not going to eat it. I, I've never, I've, I've never tried to eat a butter anything. By the way, I've never looked for an alternative. I've just eaten a bacon kabartha instead. Like so that that distinction for me is, has always been there. But I have, I've just come to learn that most people's heads don't work that way. And so for me, I'm totally fine with it. I can eat it. But all the last 10 years, every time I've been out, we've, we've done like work dinners and stuff. Every time I say like I'm vegetarian or whatever, people give me the same look. We're like, but how, how can you feel full? Like you're not eating real food. This is like a rabbit. Like all of these other things because they just cognitively do not understand that it is possible to have a hearty full meal without something and so when you want to when you want to get to those people when you want them to understand that hey you can be plant-based and not kill animals and and be good for the environment and yourself and all of this stuff um this is a great way to do it i think i think it's a very um it's a very subjective point uh a because you what is what is vegan food anything that doesn't come from an animal vegan in essence is something that um tries to avoid any kind of animal cruelty then it goes on to yes then there are of course effects positive effects on the environment and positive effects on your health but essentially veganism is trying to avoid any kind of cruelty to any other being um people can be vegan for several reasons um a lot of people want to be vegans for animal cruelty a lot of people are a vegan for animal cruelty and i am one of such people um i don't necessarily care about healthy food if i cared about healthy food i wouldn't even eat a beef burger um however if uh, and food is something that people are very emotional about so i feel like 
I feel these uh, substitutes are a great invention following my request for vegan boiled eggs. Um, I really miss uh, some of the vegetarian foods. I've never been a meat eater, so I don't miss any kind of meat. But I miss eggs. I miss cheese. I miss uh, just going to a restaurant and ordering mac and cheese and just eating it. Um, and if somebody makes a vegan version of it, I'm very happy if I know it comes from plants. If I want to eat healthy, which is whole foods, plant-based healthy vegan food i'm not going to ask for these things anyway so for me a person who is addicted and yes of course all these chemically laced foods are addictive cheese is addictive beef is addictive there is no extraordinary taste in them you know like i'd i'd easily say that strawberries taste better than cheese when you're talking about taste right but um just because it's addictive and people are not able to quit it which i get and if this helps them the mock meats and the mock cheese helps them i don't see why there is a problem i i i totally am all for it because this is the first step that people are taking towards going vegan um and um yeah chemical laced stuff is going to be around for some time now uh, for a long time now and um, you just have to make that decision you either move on to eating raw you move on to eating whole foods uh, you move on to eating fruits and veggies or you eat your vegan sausages which i will um all my life and be fat um it's it's a choice that you have to make from a health perspective but as long as you're doing it from a from essentially a vegan perspective which is not causing harm i don't it doesn't matter where your food comes from yeah and i'll add to that too like i mean you you mentioned you know i'm 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 more healthier generally when i'm eating and stuff so yeah generally i don't eat it but but the truth be told like i mean i miss pizzas they're one of my favorite foods um i mean a good pizza obviously not every single one but like uh, you know it's one of my favorite foods and so obviously the fact that i can get vegan cheese or nut based cheese or cauliflower based cheese or some tofu based cheese on a pizza such that i can recreate most if not every piece of that flavor yeah i mean i am going to i'm going to indulge i mean to take puja's point a little bit further a lot of this recreation is coming from some heavy chemical work and i think that's something we we should be watchful for 100% and and the hope will continue to be that more and more companies invest in this such that we can find better ways to do some of these recreations whatever slightly more natural way even if it's 10% 20% more natural way it becomes more and more mainstream and so then the cost of those things will come down too eventually No of course but for me I feel that that's not a vegan fight I feel that's more of a health versus yeah. non-healthy fight I mean you could be eating you could be drinking coke and you could fight with people saying that okay you don't need to manufacture so much of coca cola and it's bad for children and teenagers and things like that whether they want to eat healthy or not is completely their prerogative it's a, it's a completely different fight and that's something that they need to decide for themselves anyway I hope we have answered your question but do let us know if we haven't Or ask us a follow-up question. Or ask, we'll yeah, answer. ask us more questions. We'll keep this <laughs> debate going on every episode. And if anyone else has any other questions or would like us to cover any other topics, please do let us know. You can find us on Instagram, the dot two dot vegans. You can leave us a comment. You can DM us about topics. You can stalk us on Facebook. At least on our page, it's called the Two Vegans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, reach out, reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Leave us a review if you use Apple Podcasts or other such podcast players, and um, that's all we have for you this week. So donate to your nearest shelter. Be nice to children. Be nice to animals, and be nice to everyone else. Bye bye. Bye.